This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Todd Republic Podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. If you want to increase the revenue of your business, I suggest you start selling albums. Albums not only will add value to your collections, but they will also add value to your clients' experience. A win-win in my book. I design all my albums with Smart Albums, a software that has really changed my business. With Smart Albums, you can create a stunning album cover to cover in less than 15 minutes. Plus, each stunning spread design has been handcrafted by a graphic artist and it has a huge range of design options and editing tools to give you the freedom to create the perfect design while streamlining your workflow. You can find more information about Smart Albums on pixelo.com. That is P-I-X-E-L-L-U.com. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I'm Carolina Gusik, your host, and today we're going to have a super, super fun conversation with Megan from Cedar and Pines. We're going to be talking about how to, you know, create content and create content that makes connections. So I think it's going to be a super fun conversation. But before we welcome her here into the podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people that have joined me on Patreon. Now I have a channel there. We're talking about content creation, SEO, marketing, all the great things that, you know, like a little extension of the podcast. So if you need more information about that, just go to patreon.com forward slash the talk republic or follow the links in the notes. Now, let's jump right into this. Megan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be here and chat with you. I am so excited to be having this conversation with you. Where are you located? I'm located in Joshua Tree, California. Oh, um, right now, it's, yeah, it's like 65 degrees out right now. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, amazing. Awesome. So, well, what about you tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of photography do you do? Yeah. Um, so my name is Megan Cantor. I work with my my husband, Nate. Um, we are photographers. We shoot mostly outdoor elopements, destination weddings, um, kind of travel mostly around the West. So like California, Utah, Colorado. Um, yeah. And we go on adventures with our couples. <laughs> Sounds like a fun job to have. Yeah. Yeah. We love it a lot. And I saw that you recently got a feature as the Rising Star or something. Yeah. Tell us about Um, it. Sure. Yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, we have actually, so we've been nominated for that in the past and we've submitted a portfolio before, um, but hadn't won. And so this year we were like feeling a little discouraged and it was like, Oh, should we like, should we try again? 
And then we're like, you know, let's just go for it. And let's kind of like throw out all of the like restrictions that we had been putting on ourselves before, like overthinking our portfolio. Mm -hmm. So this year we like really tried to just submit images that we love, that we thought were really rad. Um, And photos that we kind of have a more of a personal connection with. And so, um, yeah, so that's what we submitted. And then um, when I got the email that we, our portfolio was chosen, we were like, so stoked. I couldn't believe it. Um, And it was just like a really surreal moment for me because a lot of my like photography mentors and heroes and stuff have won that award. And so it was just really exciting. Like I remember when we first started our business, we had like uh, bought a subscription to rangefinder and then like i remember when the first the first year that we had started the 30 rising stars um submission or the magazine came out um and i just kind of like poured over it and like found my favorite photographers and then um it's kind of funny because some of those photographers that won that year uh have since become friends oh i'm and, um, circle now. yeah yeah so it definitely felt like a really like a full circle moment um yeah, and it just kind of felt surreal, you know. So. Oh, well, congratulations and well-deserved. So Thank I was you. actually scrolling through Instagram a couple of maybe weeks, months ago. I, I don't even know what day is today. And I found your portfolio and I was like, this is really beautiful. And then I saw that you, I believe you had either posted a, a post or maybe it was a story or something along the lines of like creating connections with your clients through content. And I'm like, oh, I love this because... I think it's so important. Sometimes we, as photographers, only kind of like focus on the photo and, or sometimes we think that we're doing like a little bit of a storytelling, but in reality, we're not, we're just posting a photo. So it's like a little catch 22 mm-hmm. here. So I really want to talk to you today about this. So let's just jump right into kind of like the meat of this conversation. Yeah, and let's do it. Let's talk about this. First of all, what kind of content can we create that is actually going to create connections with clients? Because although... That is a very dense question. We can be a whole, you know, literally podcast about this. Uh, Let's try to kind of like narrow it down and make it simple for people to understand this. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the simplest way to do that is to be yourself. Um, Okay. I I feel like that's like a, everyone says that, or that that's kind of like a cheesy answer, but it's so true. Um, I mean, I know for us, like in this process of like building our business, um, so much of it has just come naturally because of the type of people that we are. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we have always kind of like stressed sharing the real stuff of our lives. Um, so, you know, when we go out on hikes and we go traveling, um, you know, sharing stories from those travels, I think is really important for us. Um, and so I think creating content, like always sounds like a chore, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to create content. I have to like make something out of thin air. I have to like, uh, you know, like be strategic or whatever. Um, but I think, I think that if you simplify that down and just make it about you, um, you're going to create connections naturally. Um, you'll find the people who connect with you, with uh, the type of person that you are. Um, and so, and I think, you know, this, this kind of goes to like a larger sort of question as well, like, of like, how do you build a business that feels true to you? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, how do you build a business that feels um, like it supports your lifestyle? Um, and I think yeah, all of this kind of goes back to that same, same simple idea of just like being true to yourself, um, and sharing the kind of things that you think are interesting. Um, and it doesn't always have to be about like, going out to create content, like, sometimes it can just be like your trail run that morning, or your, um, I don't know, the flights you bought 
you know, or like the, the trips you're planning or things like that. I love this idea of actually zooming out first and actually taking kind of like a big picture of what kind of business you want to actually have, because whether we like it or not, business becomes our life, especially I feel mm-hmm. like as photographers, right? We really, it's not like we're clocking out as is like constantly one thing like overlapping with like our personal life. So in reality, we do need to create a business that we truly, truly enjoy. And sometimes, right. um, asking even those questions are, it's, it's not easy, right? And it's probably not going to happen overnight. Like if somebody's listening to this podcast and you're new to photography, it might take a while to really understand really what you want, right? Because perhaps yeah. I see, let's say, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. I, myself, I do not care for destination weddings. I don't even sure. want to drive half an hour away from my yeah. <laughs> it, is the, it is the honest truth. Like if I get an inquiry and it is an hour away from my house, I pass it on to another photographer. Yeah. Because I hate driving. Like I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, like when I go and I see, let's see your profile and I'm like, Oh my God, look at all this traveling and those elopements and it's so beautiful. And for a second, I'm like, I want that. And then I have to mm. like be really self-aware and be like, but do I really? No, yeah, I can yeah. appreciate it for what it is, but I know this is not for me. So I think that's really yes. important to first kind of like understand what you want. And again, it might take a couple of months, maybe even years. Um, and then once you know exactly what you want, then you can niche down and be like, okay, what is important to me and showcase those things as stories. Exactly, exactly. And I think what you just said is a really good example of that, that it doesn't have to be destination weddings. It doesn't have to be like adventurous experiences all the time. Um, I think shooting what feels good to you and what you feel inspired by, I think is so important. And so for you, like, um, you know, being in Miami and like being the expert in Miami, like knowing the venues, knowing the cool locations to shoot, knowing the vendors to work with, like that brings, that brings so much value to your clients because you know, the area so well, you know, you know, it better than any like destination wedding photographer Mm. who would just like fly into Miami for the weekend, you know? Um, and so I think, yeah, I think really leaning into like what you feel passionate about is so important with this business. As you said, like I hype myself as the Miami expert. So when yeah. somebody comes to me and I get a lot of clients that actually come from out of town, they come from New York, something like that. I lean really, really forward into like the things that I know I'm good at. Like I know everything in Miami, as you mentioned, I am going to be, I know the weather, I know the locations, I know the best, you know, spots for you to even recommend to your friends that are coming from out of town. So I can give a little bit more than just beautiful photos because I feel like that's a given right anybody 100% you just give beautiful photos I think that you should right. you know, give a little bit more one thing that you mentioned that I think it's important and for me it's a little bit of a catch-22 because it's such a thin line is you mentioned you need to show yourself you need to share content that that you like that maybe is not even you know related to the business but it's like creating connections and I completely agree on that However, I do think on my view, and please correct me if, I, if you think that is not the, the case, but you do have to be a little bit strategic about this. So let yes. me explain what I say. So for example, mm-hmm. on my Instagram stories, right? I talk about all kinds of nonsense. I talk about reality TV. I show my dog. I talk about my yoga practice. However, even though those things are part of my life, obviously, it's not like I'm faking that I love TV. Absolutely not. I love TV and I love my yoga and I love my dog. I choose to share those kind of like three aspects of my life because I know my clients like those two things. Mm -hmm. My clients enjoy watching TV. 
my clients are pet owners and my clients like physical activity, whether it's yoga or CrossFit or whatever. Those are things that we can connect outside photography, but it's still in my mind. I know I'm talking to them in something that is going to be important to them. I'm not talking yeah. about, I don't know, let's say like, I'm not talking about, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what I would know. like. I've been talking about cars because I have no interest in cars and I don't even know if sure. my clients would like cars. So I think that when people are thinking about creating content and, you know, they hear, let's say a podcast like this and somebody says like, hey, just, you know, showcase your, your life, then it becomes confusing or even kind of like create a little bit of anxiety because they're like, I don't know what to share. Would people sure. kind of like enjoy me making a cup of tea? Mm-hmm. so what do you think you think that I'm right that I'm wrong tell me about it what do you what's your point I, I think you're absolutely right um I think there is a way to kind of like maximize it and and to, to be a little bit like smart about what you're sharing um and I think for me it always comes back to what do I want to shoot um what kinds of clients do I want to shoot with what kinds of places do I want to be going um and then kind of always sort of coming back to that so like for example for someone if say you're wanting to shoot in a new location um, or say there's like this trail that's like near your house. That's super rad that you think would be really cool for an elopement. Um, then go out to that trail, like shoot photos of that area. Um, talk about why you love it. Um, talk about why it would make a cool destination. Um, and then like maybe write a blog post about it or like, um, you know, and I think that's what I mean is like, like sharing the types of things that make you relevant to the type of client or the type of work that you want to be doing. Absolutely. Love that. So, okay. Back to content. And you, you, I think that you hit this right on the nail. It's like, I don't, I don't even know the expression. People, you already know that I do some Colombian. <laughs> you hit the, whatever. So you know what we're talking about, uh, that just the word content feels massive. And I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people in the industry as photographers, they hate the word content creator. They're like, not me. I'm a photographer. This has nothing to do with me. When in reality, I believe that we are all content creators. And if we want to maximize our photography business, as you mentioned, we do need to tap into these other stories that are going to help us connect with our clients. I think that thinking that only beautiful pictures is going to do the trick, it's a little bit nice. Like, Nowadays, yeah, totally. Everybody can do that. 100%. Um, and I think what you just said is so true um, about creating stories. Because um, I think the word content can feel really empty to people mm. sometimes, you know, or it can feel like, uh, I don't know, consumerist, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think what you just said is so good, like creating stories um, and and always kind of keeping it about that. And um, and I think, you know, sometimes as a photographer, it, the word marketing, the word, words like content, words like advertisement, things like that always feel so like, um, like they're fighting against what's mm-hmm. in our nature, you know, because our nature is to like, to create art, you know, we want to um, connect with people on a deeper level, we want to be talking about these deeper issues, um, you know, like creating what feels true to our souls. And so then to think about like, oh, I have to sell this, I have to, um, you know, make money through this, that can feel kind of like, like those two things are in opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, I've like kind of learned to reframe that in my head um, in recognizing that like marketing content, you know, all of this stuff is a way to connect with people. Um, you, you like, you have to have a way to reach out to somebody. Um, you have to have something out there that connects with someone else. Um, and so I think 
yeah, we can get kind of like, like scared of these ideas of like content and marketing and things like that. Um, but if you break those things down into like what they actually are, it's, it's photos that connect with people. It's stories that connect with people. It's blog posts that someone happens upon that inspires them to have their wedding a certain way or to reach out to you. Love this. So let's, let me kind of like give you some material and you can help me create yeah. some content out of this, right? Uh, I always tell my, my students or listeners of the podcast that once you photograph a wedding, an elopement, a family, whatever the case is, obviously you have to do your best job to please that client. But I also feel like once you have those images, the client is happy, you deliver the gallery. Now, what you need to do is take those images to get a new client. And I feel this is when people feel a little bit like they don't know what to do because I feel like you photograph this beautiful elopement, wedding, family, and then you go to Instagram and you're like, oh, Sam and Max were so fantastic. We had a lot of fun. Please give me a like. And I feel like mm -hmm. what's happening here because the image is fantastic, it's beautiful, but as a new person coming into your website, your blog, your social media, reading a caption like that means nothing to me. Right. Right. So what would be like a better way to, you know, use somebody else's image to create content for somebody that is new? Yeah, um, that is such a good question. And I think um, I think it really, for me, always comes back to what was my experience? OK, um, what was what was inspiring to me about this shoot? What was cool about this couple's story? What did I think was like really amazing or different or unique um, about the way this couple did their wedding or about um, the weather that day or the landscape. Um, so I, and we've actually, we've taught some courses about blog posts, um, but this I think is where the meat of it comes from is um, being able to articulate a unique experience. Um, and so a lot of times I think with blog posts and with Instagram, um, we, we kind of go back to like, yeah, sharing like, oh, this couple was great. This wedding was amazing. Like this, you know, this sunset was great. The least um, amount and, of work <laughs> that we have to put in to create literally a story here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes some like something that I do sometimes after a wedding is um, I'll go into the notes on my phone and just write down two or three things that I think were really inspiring about that day or really unique. Um, so maybe it was um, the custom design that the bride did for her dress, or maybe it was um, you know, having a picnic outdoors, um, after, after dark, you know, with like twinkle mm. lights or something, you know, like, um, you know, whatever it is that that couple did that you think was like unique or inspiring or that made you take photos in a certain way. Um, you know, and it just needs to be two or three things. It doesn't have to be like explaining the whole day or like, Correct. you know, like we did this and then we did this and then we did this and then we did this because that's so boring. Um, but the way that you connect with people is to talk about like your experience with that. And so, you know, there, you can, you can like when explaining a wedding, you can do all those things. You can say, this wedding was great. We did all these things. It was beautiful. We, we watched the sun go down, you know? Um, but instead of explaining like the, the, uh, like the timeline of the day, mm -hmm. just explain the one or two things that you thought were really inspiring. And so if that's like, um, you know, and like, and explain like what it feels like to wake up before sunrise, and what it, what it might feel like to like see your partner in the most beautiful clothes they've ever worn and like starting your lives together in that way. You know, like that is a way more engaging way to write about something than to just like explain, you know, line by line. 
like what you did. Absolutely. It's it's really not, um, that seems very uh, corporate, right? Like, oh, yeah, they wake up at five o'clock in the morning, we hike for an hour, and then they say their vows. Great. But then if you were to tell me like, you know, again, they had tea in the morning, and they got they got they got dressed together. And then obviously, they have to change their shoes for like a special walk. And while we were walking, we were able to see the sunrise. Now I'm intrigued. Now I want to and as you're saying is like as a viewer right that I don't know this couple I've never been to this location now my curiosity is has perked right now I'm like yeah oh is that something that perhaps would I want to do for my own Mm -hmm. wedding do I need to go away from a ballroom wedding that I thought that's the standard and maybe this is really what I want so Mm -hmm. I think that's when we have a lot of power because we can show to future couples that things don't need to be like they were 50 years ago. Right. Things are changing. Yeah. And I think when creating content to like, to go back to that, it's not creating something out of thin air. It's explaining the experience that you have, the, the inspiration that you bring to, you know, a wedding day, um, the kind of perspective that you have, you're not, you're not like creating something different or like, um, fantasizing about the future or anything like you're just describing the experience that you have um, and and staying true to like the artist that you are awesome so let's say that you know that we create a blog post out of this and now um, again back to like content creators we don't need to reinvent the wheel what would be what are actually your steps once you create a blog post what do you do after that with that content yeah um so that's always the hardest part is going from like, okay, I have all these images and I can put them into my website. Um, how do I talk about this experience? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times for me, it's really hard to go from like the analytical side of like, okay, cropping these images, like putting them in, you know, into like a format that like is engaging and looks nice and like fits, you know, the web specs of mm-hmm. my site and all of that. Um, it's hard to switch from that mode to like creative feeling mode when having to write Mm -hmm. so a lot of times what I'll do is like I'll I'll leave the house for a while I'll go on a walk or I'll take my computer and go work at a cafe or um or yeah just just I kind of have to like leave my space Mm -hmm. at home like all the technical stuff all the photos the hard drives like leave that at home and then go and like actually think about this experience um think about like what it was like to wake up at sunrise when it's freezing cold or like, what, what is it like to like see the couple seeing each other for the first time? Or like, what, what was the experience of being with them when they're experiencing this new place together? Um, and then write about that. Um, not give a play-by-play, like not give, you know, things like, I, I always tell people like to like stop using things like this was the most amazing wedding. Mm. This was the most beautiful wedding because it's not true like not every wedding can be the most amazing not every wedding can be the most beautiful um and using those descriptors is also kind of empty and so instead of saying this was the most beautiful wedding just describe why it was beautiful was it the sunrise was it the weather that day was it the um the colors that they chose was it the um the the travel that it took to get there like you know describing why something was beautiful as opposed to just saying it was beautiful is going to be a lot more engaging for people. A hundred percent. One of the things that I do when I'm writing or when I have a blog that I, I'm like, I can't get past this is I actually turn on my phone to record myself. And I'm like, 
if I were with a friend and I'm telling my friend about this wedding, I'm not going to tell my friend, as you said, like, oh, this was the most amazing wedding. I'm going to tell my friend, right. you won't believe the flowers. You yes, won't exactly. believe that dress. Like, <laughs> let me, it had pockets. Let me tell yeah. you. And then like, I record myself. And obviously then I listen to me blabbering for a while and then I edit, but it's now I, now I yeah. have a, literally a picture idea of what that was. So now it's easier. Exactly. Even sometimes just, you know, take some clips of what I said and like transcribe that or edit what I say to make sure that, okay, now I need to use words that, you know, match my brand and I need to turn it right. down here, you know, whatever it is. But that has helped me a lot instead of just sitting in front of the computer mm -hmm. at an empty page, trying yeah. to express what I want to say. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think it gets so tricky too, when we focus too much on like the marketing side, because, you know, obviously the intention of writing a blog post is a lot of times SEO. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you want to hit those like certain keywords and you want to include, you know, links to things and, and, you know, all of that other stuff. Um, but if you're only focused on that, or if you're focusing too much on those keywords and stuff, your word, you're writing, you're going to sound like a robot. Exactly. You know, and no one is going to want to read that. Like, someone will stay engaged with a paragraph if it's a really good paragraph you saying like you would not believe how massive and how expansive these flowers were that were going down the aisle like you know that is way more engaging than saying the flowers were beautiful you know exactly yeah. i would say like if you're having a hard time you know if you listen listening to this podcast and you're having a hard time friend you just need to pick up a fiction book because exactly. you need to do some really some reading to see how people tell stories that are not related mm -hmm. to business, you know, go and pick up like a good, good, you know, fiction book. And you will see because when you're reading, that's what, you know, good writers are doing. They're taking you with words into a place. Exactly. That, you know, that's what you should do. Well, okay. So this, I, I think this is the hardest part, which is like creating a blog post. Let's move into content that feels a little bit more organic like Instagram mm -hmm. stories. I plan yeah. my, my, I plan my Instagram posts. I plan obviously my blog posts. Nobody has time to plan in, like Instagram stories because yeah. that's what they're supposed to be to happen in the moment. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about how we can use that kind of like that, that tool, our marketing strategy into connecting with people. And we kind of like mentioned a little bit of this at the beginning, but now kind of like, let's say that you post that blog post are you the kind of photographer that then goes into Instagram stories and talks about the blog post? How do you do this? Or you just use your Instagram stories for like casual things that are really not technically linked 100% to your business? Yeah, um, it's, I think it's definitely a mix of both. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Instagram stories can obviously be used really um, as a really good tool for marketing and things like that and linking back to your site. Um, but then you can also use them for more um, more personal kind of, um, candid posts and things like that. Um, so typically with a blog post, I will usually link to it from my Instagram stories and I'll, I'll do like an Instagram post about it. Um, sometimes I'll share it on like Facebook or, uh, we also have like an email list. So sometimes it'll go out to that. Um, so I think utilizing all of those things is really good. Um, I think, you know, being able to, to kind of like spread your web a little bit wider when sharing a blog post is always good. Um, it can get robotic sometimes mm -hmm. and it can feel a little spammy sometimes. And so I think for me, it's always like a balance. Like, um, I don't know, like sometimes I'll share it on my Instagram stories or something like, and do a whole like kind of scene play by play kind of engaging thing that links back to my site. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I'll just share the post like in my Instagram stories and not 
like stress too much about it. Um, and so I think it just kind of depends on like the story and like what you're sharing and like whether you feel like this, you want to like spam people with this. <laughs> um, so I definitely think it's like a balance, um, of both, but, um, yeah, I've found that like being able to share more candid stuff about your life tends to get more engagement from people. hundred um, For example, like the other day I posted about, um, we've been remodeling our house. Um, and I posted about this remodel we did in the office, which is, you know, we have a new, a new desk that Nate built from scratch. It's like hardwood. It's beautiful. Um, and posted like a before and after like what it, you know, what it looked like when we moved into the house and all this stuff. Um, and that Instagram story got way more engagement than like anything I'd done in the past month, like trying to promote weddings. Um, I, I always think it's... make, I, I make, I make a little bit of fun of myself because I post like the dumbest thing. And then I'm like, like at the end of the 24 hours, I take like a screenshot of how many views actually it has. And then I go mm-hmm. and like, I do an Instagram story about it. I'm like, you people, I post a wedding and I get two views, my mom and my, yeah. you know, and my sister. And then I, <laughs> yeah. I post about the most stupid thing and look at you all of you show up to say this exactly yeah like anytime I post a photo of our dog oh my god people love it like of course (laughs) who doesn't love dogs exactly yeah um so yeah I definitely think there's like a way to kind of keep people engaged with your wedding work while also being candid um and and keeping them engaged in in like a more uniform way and so um I think doing a mix of both is is a good thing I Um, have been in business for 11 years so literally when I started my business, there was no social media and nothing like that. So like I've seen the difference of how I've done marketing, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. all these years. One of my favorite tools is Instagram stories. And again, it's because I can have fun. I don't need to be scheduled. I don't need to be super, you know, do whatever, you know, like I can be super candid. And at the time I remember, you know, when I started doing this, as I mentioned before, I focus on, you know, like, TV, my dog, yoga, whatever mm-hmm. nonsense. And there's things that I don't share on my Instagram stories just because they're private to me and I don't need to share those things. Like I don't need, yeah. people don't need to have full access to my life, right? Like I'm right. in control exactly. of what I'm sharing. So, yeah. but I, one of the things that I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, nobody's paying attention to this, whatever. But when I show up to a wedding and the mom of the bride or the groom or like some guests come to me and they ask me about my dog, or they tell me that they are a fan of Game of Thrones. I'm yeah. like, this, this, my job is being done here. Like, I, yes. people, these people were excited to come and see me, that they also mm-hmm. love you know, TV, that they love my dog. And I know then that it is working. Even though I'm right. super casual and I'm obviously not technically thinking so much about this, I know that the end goal, which is connecting with people, it's working. Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, you're totally right. Like, literally anyone can show up to a wedding and shoot beautiful photos, but that's not the reason that people are going to hire you. Like people will hire you because they connect with who you are and they connect with your lifestyle. Um, and, and on the wedding day, it makes it that much easier because instead of just having to like, Oh, sorry, I have to pose you guys. Uh, like, okay, everyone's standing in line. I'm going to take family photos now, you know? Um, then people are more engaged and they're like, they're excited to have you there. They are excited to connect with you over the most recent episode of, you know, whatever show you watch, um, or, or, you know, they're excited to tell you that they rescued a dog or, you know, something like that. Like something that goes along in line with who you are. People are excited, are going to be way more excited to, exactly. and like, to I, have that. I get booked, um, 
a lot of months in advance, even sometimes like a whole year in advance. And even though I try to be really present for my clients and all that, I don't get to meet all my clients until the day of the wedding, because if they don't have an engagement session, like we are, especially now with the pandemic, like I'm not going out for coffee with anybody. Yeah. But having that tool, you know, having that Instagram stories, it's like, I feel like I know them because I, I yeah. watch their stories. I know what they like. They mm-hmm. watch my stories. So once we get to the wedding day, as you mentioned, even though we have never seen each other before, it's like you're meeting a friend. It's like, I know right. what they like. I've seen they go to the beach or whatever. So it is really, really easy, as you say, then to photograph people that are comfortable mm-hmm. around you. Yeah, 100%. So if something, like if you're listening to this and you are not showing your face on Instagram stories, I, I feel like... If, I feel like if you want to have a more kind of like organic uh, business, a more, you know, a little bit more connected with the people that are hiring you, I think that, that it is fundamental to, to mm-hmm. use that tool and to, you know, implement it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be fake or forced, you know, it doesn't exactly. have to be like, okay, I have to post on Instagram stories today. It can just be like, you know, whenever you get home and your dog is like super excited to see you and you just like, take a little video, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it can be as simple as just like your everyday life. Um, and I think most people who are hiring you also have pretty standard, boring everyday lives where they watch TV and they pet their cats, you know, like, um, and so people like connect with that. It doesn't have to be like, um, the super thought out, uh, strategic content marketing kind of thing. It can just be as candid as your everyday life. Absolutely. I like this because I feel like a lot of people also hold themselves back because they're like, what, what am I going to show? I'm super bored. Like I have nothing. I don't live in, in New Zealand. I right. don't, I'm not traveling the world on a private jet. Like what am I supposed to show here? I'm like, I don't know. Something, you must have something going on. Make coffee. I don't know. Something. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I, I feel like I struggled with that a little bit um, last year when we moved into our house. So um, for a while we were living on the road full time. Um, uh, we had an Airstream trailer that we were traveling in. Um, and that was always like really exciting. I always had like new always places new. we were in and like talking about road life and like going on these adventures and stuff. And then we moved into our house during the pandemic and we're not doing anything. <laughs> um, and so I felt like I didn't know what to share for a while, but then, um, I started, you know, when we moved into the house, I started getting into some hobbies like, um, like gardening. Um, and so then I'd post photos of like the cactus they planted in the front yard or like talk about how I'm like new to this and I'm learning or like ask if people had any tips for like propagating this type of cactus or, or whatever. Um, and even that, even though that's like way less exciting than like being on the road all the time and like traveling and going to these new places, um, that is so much more relatable even than 100%. like the, the traveling and, and all of that stuff. Like, um, and then people, you know, and then you do get these like really helpful tips of like, oh, Hey, yeah, I've like done that. I've propagated that cactus before too. And, um, and yeah, and I think, um, and then it gives you something to talk about on the wedding day as well. When you're like kind of out of ideas and you're like, uh, you know, you've given them all the like posing prompts, um, or whatever. And then you're like, you think back on like, oh, I remember that she posted about her like dog that they rescued. And it's like, you know, and then you bring that up and then they start talking about their dog and they start talking about this experience that they've had. And then suddenly you're talking about these things that you both connect on rather than just like having to feel that pressure of like needing to pose them in a certain way, or like make them make sure that they feel comfortable or whatever. A hundred percent. Oh, so many good tips in here. 
So, well, let's talk about, because again, this is a marketing tip. And even though you have given us so many little, you know, gold nuggets, what is one marketing tip that has helped your business a lot? Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, but I think the one thing I would say to people is never underestimate the power of a blog post. Mm. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people think that blogging is like boring and nobody reads it and all of this stuff. But um, I know for us, most of our couples find us through Google, um, through our blog posts. Um, and we get a lot of couples saying like, Hey, I really, like, I decided to hire you because I really liked the way that you wrote about this one couple. I really liked this blog post that you did. Um, and that always means a lot to me because a blog post is a way, like way more in-depth way to connect with somebody Mm -hmm. than an Instagram post. Because an Instagram post, you have, you know, up to 10 photos and you can write like, you know, two or three paragraphs, but that's it. Mm -hmm. And people can just scroll past it if they want to. But if somebody happens upon your blog post, and they read it, then you have engaged them in a way more personal way than just like an Instagram post or a Pinterest photo or, you know, whatever. Um, So I think that blog posts are like one of the best ways to connect with people because you're able to showcase your work in like a lot more in depth. And then you're also like able to share your voice through writing about your work. Um, One of the things that I love about blogging is like you're pretty much hitting every single thing that you can hit because Let's yeah. talk about like the practicality of blogging. SEO, don't check. I mean, yeah. if you do it correctly. Don't check evergreen content. Good. If you write something mm-hmm. really good today, it might still work five years from today. Exactly. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Good. So exactly. You As you mentioned, you have beautiful images that somebody lands there and they can perhaps see themselves in those photos and be like, this is what I want. So you Mm -hmm. got like the connection with somebody and then you have good writing that is telling a good story. So it's not only now about the photos. Now it's like the person that is on the other side of the screen is really feeling all the feels as people say. And now really it would make them make it easier for them to, to consider you to be their photographer, to be like, I like them over this other person because I, I feel more comfortable with them. I feel exactly. like they're going to see me in a different way. I feel like we're going to be able to actually connect instead of being just a vendor transaction. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all for blogging myself. And again, yeah. you have to blog every week because I think that's mm-hmm. another misconception. People think that, ah, oh, it's something that you have to do all the time. I, how many times a year do you blog? Do you think? Um, so for a while I was blogging pretty religiously once a week. Um, mm-hmm. but that was like when we were first starting our business, I was blogging as much as I possibly could. Me too. Um, but now I blog mm, like at a, on, when I'm doing well, I blog like twice a month. Um, but like during the busy times, like I'll go two or three months without blogging. However, um, we still have, you know, even with like now we're blogging way less, we still have regular clients coming in through blog posts we wrote two or three years because ago. Because it's evergreen content. Exactly. And again, if you wrote a good article that has not only beautiful images and all that, as we mentioned before, but like the content is good, Google is always going to reinforce that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have, my, during the pandemic, I really took on to my website and I'm like, I need to make this thing my priority because I have nothing else to do. So I have 20 hours a day to put into my website. Yeah. I, finally, like I get it to where I want it to be. And I rank in like some of the most searchable words for Miami wedding, right? And it's not only Miami wedding photographer, like I rank for like venues. I rank for a bunch of yeah. things that people are looking to get married. And now I'm giving them, as you mentioned, good content, 
they can trust me because once again, blog posts do that. They're like, oh, this person is an expert at what they do. Now I feel confident they're going to be able to handle my day. So Mm -hmm. it's not only about just having one keyword that ranks well, there is so many other things that you can do and you can rank in so many different ways uh, with, with good blog posts. Exactly. Um, I love to give this example. This is about some friends of ours who are photographers. Um, when they started out, they, you know, didn't have a lot of content from, from locations and they were doing a lot of like destination weddings and elopements and, and that's what they were kind of trying to get into more of. Um, but you know, they didn't have a lot of content from those places, um, and not a lot of like couples photos to share. And so they just went out to the beach, just the two of them and shot photos of the area. They, um, hiked around and just like made a day of it, had fun. Um, and then they blogged about this place and why this place is a great place to get married. Even though none of the photos have a wedding couple in them, none of them are even photos of people. It's just photos of landscapes, but the way that they just described like this place is really beautiful. And we had this really great experience being there. And, and, you know, we think it's a great place to get married because X, Y, and Z. Um, and then they ended up booking like three or four couples who wanted to, to elope in that spot. Um, and so I think it just, it's, it's always so interesting to me. Like you don't have to have the clients mm-hmm. that are, you know, you don't have to have um, like amazing content from, from this place or, or to, to be able to book there mm-hmm. um, or to be able to book more clients. Um, and I think being able to write honestly about an experience like that, like why you love something that is so engaging for people, even if you don't have the, um, the experience of having shot a wedding in that place. And Absolutely. so a lot of times, so for example, like we, um, three years ago, I guess this was four years ago, four years ago, we went to Patagonia, um, and we backpacked this eight day backpacking circuit through these amazing mountains, had an amazing time, spent three weeks in the area, just, you know, took photos, explored. Um, and then when we got back home, I made like three or four blog posts just about that experience about backpacking. Um, we ended up meeting some friends down there. We took some photos of them. Um, and then the following year, we booked three couples who wanted to get married in Patagonia. Amazing. And so, so yeah, it's, and I think like, you know, if there's a place you want to go, you don't have to have a wedding to go there. Like you don't have to have a client booked there to go to that place. Just like go, go travel on your own, go experience that place, get to know it and then share why you love it. And people are going to connect with that a lot more. Absolutely. I love that tip. So awesome. Well, Megan, you have shared with us so great content. I love everything about this. What, uh, where could people find you? So if they want to connect with you. Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably the best place uh, at Cedar and Pines and our website, cedarandpines.com. Um, we've got a lot of blog posts and a lot of information about us there. Awesome. And before we go, what are you currently loving? Um, I'm currently loving routines, uh, and <laughs> exercise. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I think as a, as an artist or whatever, I I've always thought of myself as somebody who's like very spontaneous and doesn't like too much structure or like, you know, too much of a routine. But lately I've realized that I actually really thrive in routines. Um, I, I feel more creative. Routine. I feel more <laughs> like I feel more energized to, to like, pursue creative ideas by like making a routine where that happens regularly. And so, um, yeah, I've been getting into trail running and exercising and, um, I've, I've always like really hated exercise in, (laughs) you know, like structured exercise. Um, but lately I've like started to think about it as more of like a, this is going to make me feel good as opposed to like 
this is going to make me be in shape and be fit or whatever, like, cause that's not very motivating for me. But if I think about it as like, this is just going to make me feel really good, then yeah, I'm way more likely to do it. Um, Crazy how the so, mindset just change everything. Just one part in your brain changes everything. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy you are now becoming a routine person. I love routines. <laughs> <laughs> my husband is like, wow, your middle name should be rules. I'm like, yep, love them. Love rules and routines are my thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a new thing for me. So maybe you can give me some tips. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Megan, it was a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your knowledge. Uh, it, It was fantastic. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you want, next week is going to be another episode. I don't know what happened to my brain. But, you know, every Tuesday I release a brand new episode. So I'll see you next week with another amazing guest. Until then, bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.